Welcome. Hour number three of the Bill Michaels Show. Good to have you on board today. Thanks as always. 877-867-1670. You want to uh, want to say hi? Please feel free to go ahead and do so. Always. Love to have you. Um, a lot of things to get to. Um in today's program, uh, power rankings coming up too, by the way, and we'll get into all of that here in just a little bit. Uh, the one other thing that I wanted to mention, the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, it's interesting because uh, the Brewers obviously have nine games remaining. They're a game and a half back, and they have basically two games to make up, let's be honest, but they have a legitimate shot at getting to the postseason. We talked about this last week uh, about do you want to see the Brewers get to the postseason. I think it's good for the rejuvenation of hope. I will say this. Over the weekend, uh, because the Brewers have been, I'm not going to say irrelevant because there's Brewers fans out there that would really take offense to that, but the Brewers have been the backstory as opposed to Packers football, even Badgers football and such for the last few weeks while we've kind of watched this bloodletting continue in front of us. And then they get into Cincinnati. They win three out of four. They're within a game and a half. And all of a sudden, there seems to be this resurgence of not necessarily, hey, they can do this, but of just hope. Just hope, which I think is what a lot of fans just want. But I want to give you a different perspective. Um, In that perspective being, I'm talking to a buddy of mine last night. And I said, you know, hey, you know, people up here are just going crazy and, you know, obviously uh, wanting the, uh, you know, the, the, you know, the Brewers to you know, lose so they can, you know, tear it down, rebuild it, get rid of all the dead wood. And my buddy who lives in Cincinnati is like, what are you talking about? And I said, well, that's the feeling. He's, I said, because they've been going to the postseason. Now it's time to take the next step. And if you're not going to take the next step, then tear it down, and, and he's like, Dude, we would kill for that. They've been mired in mediocrity for a long time now, and he's he's like, I, what the hell are you talking about? So it's all in the perspective, you know, when you look at Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, they played last night, there was probably 300 people in that whole place. It, it was It was, you could have shot a cannon off and not hit anybody. It was that kind of place. And uh, and I kept thinking, he's right. There's a lot of people that would kill for what the Brewers have right now. You're going to be one of, if, if you make it, you're one of seven teams in the National League to play good enough baseball to find yourself in the postseason. There's something to be said for that. For as angry as we've been, uh, or upset, or disappointed, or what have you, for as much as we've talked about regarding the Milwaukee Brewers, I think perspective becomes very real when you start to say, okay, um, the, the Brewers are a team that's efforting towards the postseason. They could find themselves actually in the postseason. Is there a good is, is there a good thing with that? Of course, of course there is. I think also you have to realize the money aspect. The team makes money. The players get a lot of the money in the first round of the postseason, but the team makes some money. And I talked about that before. And hopefully that money, either one, pays off whatever debt they happen to have down in Phoenix for the renovations to the American Family Fields of Phoenix or to some of the renovation that they've done inside the ballpark where they can focus more funds towards personnel, 
towards the bottom line and say, okay, we can do this. We can take these risks. Now, I think the first thing you need to stabilize is your general manager and president uh, of baseball with David Stearns and Matt Arnold. You want to make sure that all of that is still stable and still has the same message, the core message, and they continue to build. But I, I think there's something to be said for making it. But all, And I, I, I said this last week, and I want to go back to uh, on something just a little bit. The perception becomes for fans, if you get to the postseason, you're good enough to get there. Boy, they had a shot. Had it not been for this, had it not been for that, they had a shot. When in all reality, I don't think there's any of us right now that think that they're going to win the National League, right? Okay. And you think, well, if they get to the postseason, it's just going to mask a lot of the problems that they had throughout the year. We know what they need, and you know, and then management's going to say, well, you know, we were able to do this, and we were able to get to the postseason. We were able to kind of win this game, and we only lost this because of this. And and it's going to mask all the problems that you had in the regular season. If you don't change it, you're going to rinse, wash, and repeat. Or wash, wash, rinse, repeat. The front office, believe me, they know where the shortcomings are with this team. It's not like all of a sudden if they get to the postseason, we're going to forget about everything that was problematic throughout the season this year. So it's all in the perspective and all – for the point of view that you have. And as Brewers fans, it's kind of like, okay, you're getting to the postseason, but who cares? It's kind of like Packers fans. It's not about the postseason anymore. It's about winning in the postseason and getting to a Super Bowl. I think for Brewers fans, it's about what is the minimal you would accept to say pretty decent season? For all for all encompassed, pretty decent season. What is the minimal you would accept to say, eh, this was otherwise. I think if they don't at least get to an NLCS, what we thought at the beginning of the season, it would be somewhat of a failure. I still kind of believe that, even though I've seen this team now perform poorly in so many different aspects. But energy-wise, the, these guys didn't quit. They've kind of rebounded a little bit, right? And it was the teams like Cincinnati, like Pittsburgh, when they'd go into those places, they'd lose. Had it not been. Think about it this way. It, when Josh Hader is traded, they leave Boston, they go into Pittsburgh, and then it becomes the, the wheels fall off of a 10-game stint in which they were facing bad baseball teams. And you win four out of ten. And you regress. You know? So to go into Cincinnati now, maybe some can say too little too late, but to go into Cincinnati now and get three out of four, that's... That's not bad. I mean, that's what you wanted to do. It's better than 500. Yes, you would lo- love to sweep, but it's better than 500. You won three out of four against a bad baseball team. You did what you were supposed to do. So thoughts on this Brewers team now as they try to, over the next nine games, make up a game and a half and get themselves into the postseason. Let's go to Louie listening to us in Eau Claire. Louie, how are you doing today, man? What's going on? You and I'm doing well on yourself. I'm good, man. What you thinking? Good. Well, you're you're right. The Brewers, even if they were to sneak into the playoffs, there they're not gonna they're not gonna win the National League. They don't have the the depth to go through the Dodgers and Mets. My only hope right now, as a Brewers fan, is for all the torment the Cardinals have caused throughout the years. If the Brewers were to sneak in, I believe they would play the Cardinals in the first round. How awesome would it be to end the p- career of Molina and Pujols? With a loss to the crew, that would that would make up for all the torment from the Cardinals for the last fifteen years. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I'd love that. That'd be fantastic. 
if they'd go in there, just like the, you know when the, the year they ended up winning in St. Louis and then they won the extra game, the playoff game in Chicago, to kind of put uh, the, the final nail in the coffin for both of those teams, that was fantastic. So I'd love nothing more than to go there and be able to knock off St. Louis. I, I'd be happy with that. I, I mean, if that that would give this this rivalry extra juice, if they then won, got in as a wild card, and went to St. Louis to end it, that's something to look forward to. That that's that's true hope. I'd like that absolutely. At least you're looking on the uh, the matchup side, the brighter side of things to get. Because again, if they win that series, then it gives you even more hope that maybe maybe lightning can strike. Maybe they can catch this lightning in a bottle, this momentum in a bottle, and say, okay, we're going to reel off some wins and find themselves in an NLCS. Maybe it can happen. It gives you additional hope. You know. Definitely, definitely, and you're and you're right. The Brewers front office knows what the deficiencies are of this team. When they traded Josh Hader, even with Hader, this team simply isn't isn't good enough to go through the Dodgers and Mets and Braves in all likelihood. Maybe if, like you said, maybe they catch lightning in a bottle, but the chances of that are so slim that just just enjoy it. I mean, we right. get bent out of shape when the when the when the Brewers did that. They they the hitting is not good enough to go through a, a full full division and and, and the championship series. Yep. No, I agree. I agree, man. Appreciate it. He drops off. You get on board. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. And obviously, Ben, you got mixed emotions because they're chasing the Phillies. Yeah. I might refrain, you know? I, well, but, I mean, it's it's legit. I mean, either way, put it this way. Either way, you can't lose. Well, yeah. It's one of those deals. You mentioned the Reds thing. The Phillies are in a similar boat. This would be, right. in theory, their first playoff appearance in 11 years. It's the second mm-hmm. longest drought next to the Mariners, which is going to end this season. It's the same kind of deal where they all that organization wants is to finally make it again. And they would love right. to be cast in the area of, okay, we make it, but we can't actually get over the hump. That's an attainable goal for that organization. Um, I would love to see the Brewers play well enough to, if they end their season, do it respectable. I don't want to see them get blown out. I don't want to see them get to the postseason only to get, you know, swept, so to speak. Uh, I would love to see the Brewers make it to the postseason and actually have legitimacy in the postseason. Um, I think that that's about all we can ask for. Beyond that, I you know, I have no idea. Beyond that, I just, you know, <laughs> I think everything else is pretty much a pipe dream at this point. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. You want to find us? Feel free again. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Would love to hear from you. Give us a shout because I, I just some um, just interesting, interesting. Uh, let's go to Eric. Eric, welcome to the program, the Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? How you doing, Bill? Um, religious listener to the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network. That's what I am. Awesome. Appreciate it. Um, and I, I, I posed this question out to one of your cohorts here on a different channel yesterday, but I have two questions for you, Bill, because I think you'll dig down into it just a little bit, okay? Okay. And I'm a, I'm a Viking fan in a, in a Packer radio world, okay? So, right. Um, and Vikings win is a Vikings win. We're just going to celebrate it. And yesterday was a win day for everybody, right? Packers won, doesn't matter what happened, right? Right. We don't really care, right? But now we can now we can dig into it deeper, right? Mm-hmm. A little bit. Does yep, it bother you that 
Tampa Bay can't score a touchdown on hardly anybody. And I got Does a second question. Me? Yes. Do, do, do you rate your defense a little bit differently? They played an outstanding game. Don't get me wrong. But Tampa Bay can't score a touchdown on anybody. Right. Um, and the second question is, are you concerned at all that Aaron Rodgers' performance in the second half of games is not unlike most of his playoff performances where he, where he can't finish? And I'll, and I'll let you talk. Uh, I'm going yeah. to go. Yeah, okay. I appreciate it. It, um, it. Well, first of all, I, the only thing I can say to Tampa Bay not scoring a touchdown um, is the fact that they didn't. They got one on the Packers. So had the Packers given up three or four, that would have probably bothered me. The fact that the Packers did what they were supposed to do, I you know, it's kind of like saying, "Well, you beat up on a bad team." Well, that's what you're supposed to do. So you can only beat up on a bad team to a certain point. I mean, you know. So the Packers did what they were supposed to do. As far as Rodgers in the second half of ball games, um. It it does bother me because they got away from what got them there. And we've seen this happen time and time and again. You've performed extremely well only to ultimately falter in a in a in a way that you you as a fan you're left going, what the hell was that? Because we saw something completely different in the first half. Now, teams do make adjustments. But if you falter because the other team made an adjustment and you don't have the ability to adjust or the mental wherewithal to adjust, well, that's more coaching and concern than it is anything. So I get where you're going with it. I get what you're saying. But I would be more concerned not just on the uh, part of Aaron Rodgers, we'll say, but I'd be more concerned about the coaching staff if we're talking about the ability to make adjustments and not score and not have an offense look like it did when they were motoring up and down the field because Tampa Bay adjusted. And if Matt LaFleur would come to the podium and go, well, they made a couple of adjustments. They decided to you know go here or go there, and they were double-teaming this guy and that guy okay, well, what adjustment did you then make to counter that? Because that's what you're being paid to do. That would be my area of concern. Good stuff. Appreciate it. 877 877-867-1670. Our friends over at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, uh, as you know, they put in my new patio door, and I couldn't love it anymore if I had to. Love it. Love it. Go to PellaWI.com. But right now, Right now, they've got uh, no money down, no payments. Uh, Interest-wise, Zippo for up to 24 months. How about that? No money down, no payments, no interest, 24 months. You can't beat that. Get it all started right now today. While t- while this, this is going to expire here in a few days. Go to PellaWI.com. That's PellaWI.com. Or call them, 855-PELLA-WI, 855 855- Pella WI. They have showrooms and what they call the experience centers. They have one in Green Bay. They have one in Brookfield, Wisconsin, just west of Milwaukee, and out in Madison. You can find them everywhere. Go to PellaWI.com. Love my Pella windows and doors from PellaWI.com. Pella uh, windows and doors of Wisconsin. Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin. Give them a shout or call them 855-Pella-WI. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. 
Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. the lacrosse this weekend and Oktoberfest obviously going to be in full swing looking forward to that I'm also looking forward to uh, visiting Buzzard Billy's going to be out there getting some great food beverages uh, love the margaritas out there too Sarah's a, a terrific bartender makes some really good margaritas but heading out to Buzzard Billy's probably Friday night maybe upstairs at the Starlight Lounge really good stuff uh, maybe I'll see you there but uh, when I'm out in lacrosse man uh, when I want to sit down to dine, that's where we go. That's Buzzard Billy's downtown Lacrosse. And if you're in that area and heading out for La, uh, the Lacrosse Oktoberfest, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. You will not be disappointed. That's our friends at Buzzard Billy's. Uh, let's get back to the phone calls and uh, let's talk to uh, Gerard from Delaware. Gerard, how you doing, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill. You know, um, you made a good point before because let's say one of the newspaper guys says to LaFleur, well, you know, what happened? How come, you know, they slowed you down, they stopped you, and LaFleur says, well, they made adjustments. Then you say, well, how come you didn't counter their adjustments? And mm-hmm. then LaFleur says, well, you got to blame me for that. Like he did. He, every time they right. lose or something, he always says that. I take the blame for everything. So let me ask you a question. If, if they go into the playoffs this year, let's say they only lose four games, and they go into the playoffs this year, and they lose in the first round again, is he on the hot seat? Is he? Is he? Or I mean, is the regular season just going to cover up for the playoff losses, or what? How's That's a great work? question. I I would say no, but what I would say is that then going into next season, I think there would be pressure, especially if they continue to pick up additional talent. You got the uh, this year, wouldn't you say? Okay. Um, let's say uh, Romeo Dubs becomes real, but yet, you know, you've got some injuries in the wide receiving core and we all right. say, well, they don't have the weaponry for Aaron Rodgers. That's where the shortcoming oh. was, you know, well, uh, then you can say, okay, it's on Brian Goodikins. We're not getting that extra guy. And Sammy Watkins is already down with an injury and okay. That'll buy him maybe the extra year. But next, I, look, look, I've said this year, I don't give a damn about the regular season, get to the postseason and win period. I don't want to hear well, the excuses I, anymore. That's what I keep saying. I say, when I speak with you, I say, well, I'm not concerned about the regular season. I just want to see what they learn from the regular season that they can right. turn into a positive into the postseason. But it seems to me that, you know, look, all you got to do is when they show the sidelines, look at the expressions on LaFleur's face since he's been there. And that expression, when Tampa Bay scored that touchdown, showed it off. He he mm-hmm. he looked so disappointed, so like he lost the game, so and and everything, and and I even you know it, it's insane, and I can't agree with you more with these teams playing out of the country. I you know the Packers had to do it this year because they kept putting it off, and it, you know they had to play a whole game like all these other teams have been doing. But I don't like it. I know I'm a believe it or not, I'm a St. Louis Cardinal baseball fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so okay. and they're gonna put they're gonna play the Cubs out of the country next year. You see yeah. what I mean? So yep. so I don't like any of this stuff. You know, you know, and like you said, it's a disappointment to the people who work there. 
and the fan base. Because I don't really care what what Brit- the British think of our teams. I don't care about that. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I, it's arrogant, but it's the truth. And again, I right. baseball's one thing because baseball is such a long season. There's so many games at home, so many opportunities. But but football, you you get 16, 17 opportunities and half of that for home games, and you're going into these cities and telling people you got to build these billion-dollar stadiums and a lot of it with public funding and going, oh, by the way, one of those games is going to be taken away from you. Now, it's not every year, but it means that just the money that comes in to the community, not even the stadium, just the community. Right. That's Absolutely. based upon it. I think it. I think it sucks, and I think the NFL should. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. But you give that money back to those businesses. But, if but, businesses but, but, see but, a dramatic rise, go back in and say, "Hey, we'll take care of you for this." What, what, one one thing they talk about expansion in baseball. Do they not see the attendance in Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Miami? Uh, well, well, why would you expand? You know what I mean? They, these right. teams don't draw anybody year in and year out, and it's because they probably don't put money into the teams, and they're eating up all that money that is going into their team, right? Because the other teams right. have to pay, right? So something has to be done. I, you know, in my opinion, I have never seen all of our major sports run so poorly. Never. Never. There, there, because it's been – now it's just totally raking the money, see how much money you could get, and that's it. And 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 it really are, in my opinion, our sports of the commissioners. These commissioners that we have have been the worst commissioners as a whole that I've seen in, since I've been watching sports. Really, the, uh, in my opinion. Gerard, appreciate the so, phone call. I let me you. let me expound upon that here real quick. Uh, I think what um, baseball has gone through since Bud Selig left is disheartening uh it was i i don't know if bud would have handled it better what you see right now and in baseball i completely agree look at what's going on in oakland the a's don't draw their stadium is an absolute dump and again here we go they're going to go back to their county their city numerous times and say are you sure are you sure? Build it or we will leave. Build it or we will leave. Build it or we will leave. And then the people of Oakland are like, look, no. We we just we're we're so California is so ridiculously taxed. They just they don't want anything else. And they're gonna watch their teams leave. Golden State moved over to San Francisco, back across the bay. The Giants are very much entrenched there. Uh the 49ers moved to Santa Clara to get a better deal. Otherwise, they were leaving the area. The The uh, Oakland Raiders are now the Las Vegas Raiders. Oakland's going to lose their baseball team. And they pretty much see it coming, and they really don't care. They care, but they, they don't. You know, they're like, ah, we're going to save our money. So they're going to go somewhere else. Somebody's going to build it somewhere, most likely in Vegas. Most likely that's where the Oakland, because Vegas is salivating for a Major League Baseball team. So that's probably the next one to fall. This whole thing about going to Montreal again and revisiting that disaster, it, dumb. Rob Manfred is is out of room. You're going to get towns and, and cities, and you're going to say, we'd like to have these entities, and who's going to pay for it? We all know who, right? With the NFL, it's a little bit of a different animal. Roger Goodell, I think, has done a lot of negative things. I think he's done a lot of good things because let's be honest, when it comes to the viability of the league, it's never made more money. He's kept labor peace 
for the most part. He's Demoris Smith came in with all the pomp and circumstances, how he was not going to be the lapdog of the commissioner and all the all the pomposity you could possibly muster to stick within one head. And Goodell went, yeah, yeah, go away. Others have tried, not going to happen. And they have still come out with terrific deals. They have still come out with incredible money. The money continues to go up, whereas Major League Baseball is up, but it's not rising to the same rate as the inflation is. And the NFL has never been more popular. Never more popular. Even with all the missteps, the NFL just continues to churn. It just it just it sucks you up and spits you out and sucks you up and spits you out all over again. It just continues to churn. Where baseball, baseball admittedly is struggling a little bit. They can't even figure out how to play their own game. The stupidity of the of managerial moves. And I'm not talking on the field. I'm talking about upper management, commissioner's office, com- competition committee. The stupidity, the ease of this is beyond comprehension, and they just make it more difficult and f it up at every turn. And all they do is piss off fans along the way. So there are some good things in baseball. The chase for Aaron Judge is what we're all paying attention to. That's what brought us all back to baseball in 1998 to begin with, was the chase. Rogers, Maris, Roger Maris, that chase. Babe Ruth, that chase. Then you had Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. After that, it was the overinflated Barry Bonds that put everybody on the chase. And then we all knew what was going on, and we all got appalled by it, even though we didn't care when we saw the home runs being blasted out of every ballpark. Oh, my God, what a drive. That's incredible. It's the best thing I've ever seen. He's juicing. Wow, damn. Now i got to act like I care. So, anyway, long story short, uh, I would agree with you that baseball is a little bit screwed up. The NBA is doing extremely well. David Stearns – or not David Stearns. um, God, his name escapes me. Um, but it, it, uh, Adam, Adam Silver. Silver, Adam Silver. Thank you very much. Adam Silver has done an amazing job. He's done a lot of good. Some things he had to walk a very fine line on in a very tough social situation, but he did, he did well to both sides. So I give him a lot of credit. I think the NHL is strong. They had to tear it down to build it back up. I think the NHL is strong from when they had the lockout and the labor dispute that cost them an entire season, uh, you know, over a decade ago, they haven't gotten stupid or crazy with it. So I, I think the NHL is, is growing specifically in their television deals. They're doing better, but the two big things that keep churning out, man, is college football and the NFL. We are a football nation like nobody's business. The national pastime is football. Without a doubt. Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. continues on good to have you today hey a great sponsor good people our friends at forgotten fire winery they are not snooty they're not pretentious they're not any of that yes they win awards but uh they just encourage you to enjoy their wine in a bottle that's it it's fun in a bottle they want just want you to enjoy the wine 
Uh, we, we're lucky to have a lot of really good wineries right here in the state of Wisconsin. They are an award-winning winery. All you got to do is go into their winery in Peshtigo and just look up. I mean, there's just medals everywhere for all the wine awards that they have won. But as uh, Jake will tell you, just enjoy it. It doesn't, you know, that's the reason they've got fun labels, too, because they don't take themselves too serious. They can knock off the great Merlots from Napa Valley and all that stuff, and no big deal, but they just want you to enjoy the wine. So if you're out and about and you're looking for it, whether it's in your local grocery store, wine store, liquor store, whatever it happens to be, don't forget, ask for it by name, Forgotten Fire Wines. But Forgotten Fire Wineries in Peshtigo, and if you go into the winery, not only do they have some really cool events coming up and some good music and such, but uh, they've got a lot of good stuff just in general. They do a lot of good things for the community. They do a lot of different food events, music events on the weekends. Stop by if you're going up north and maybe checking out some of the uh, – Checking out some of the fall foliage, go to ForgottenFireWines.com. Forgotten Fire Winery, ForgottenFireWinery.com. There you go. Good, good stuff. Good to have you back on the program. Uh, we got uh, our buddy Mike from Whitewater listening to us. Mike, how you doing today, pal? Hey, Billy. A couple things. Uh, I'm doing well. Hope you are. I saw that uh, winery sign on my way to Green Bay to play in that uh, golf yeah. out any other week. And uh, a yeah. big sign. But here's my problem. Packers, again, prevent defense. I know it's Tom Brady, but they were giving up chunk plays for that final touchdown. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then the Badgers, nothing's changed there as far as play calling. There's there's nothing, you know, new with them. Also, I thought your uh, door was coming in Friday, but no big deal. I just want to no, let did. you know that it came in Friday. It came in and it uh, they installed it. They shot a TV commercial here. The whole thing. Oh yeah, it came in. Oh, because I when you and I talked, you said the thirtieth. No biggie. Oh, but, hey, oh, oh, my bad. I said, hey, well, um, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Warhawks and lacrosse Saturday. Since you're going to be up there, just let you know. Oh, okay. Uh, you know what? Didn't realize that, but I will. Uh, maybe that's a stop we'll have to make. They said over to UW Lacrosse. Are you going to the game, or are you just uh, just throwing? I'm it thinking out there? about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be a big weekend. Then holy mackerel with UW Lacrosse and Whitewater, and then uh, Oktoberfest going on at town will be hopping big time. Yeah, that's, that's that's one of the reasons. If I do come up, I'll give you a shout out. But uh, right. I just wanted to make those comments and talk to you. Uh, All right, buddy. About, uh, I'll have to stop over and see that new door. Yeah, check out the new door. Come on over and see the windows and such for yourself. Hell yeah. All right? All right, All right buddy. All right, Have a Michael. good weekend. You too, bud. Talk to you soon. There you go. That's our buddy Mike down there in Whitewater. Uh, when you talk about adjustments, uh, it, well, the same old play calling when you when you say that to Wisconsin. I mean, I think their, their play calling and such was pretty much dictated by what Ohio State could do, uh, there, and which was not a whole lot wrong, by the way. Um, but when you get into the Packers side of things, prevent defense taking up chunk yards. The one, the only thing I, I would have an issue with is if you were not doing enough to pressure Tom Brady. And they did not blitz a whole lot in that game. So it wasn't like they were doing anything completely different. But in that, you're not taking risks in the last drive of the game because you don't want to let a guy get behind you. It's as simple as that. You just don't want to give up that big play. You, you, chunk yards are one thing. Time off the clock is another. But you just don't want to give up the big play. You don't want to pull a Kevin King and let a guy get behind you, and suddenly you're scoring. And Now, granted, they 
for everything that was said about the defense, they still came up big in the biggest moment. And for that, you have to give them credit. I think what people are angry is they let them score. They scored a touchdown to begin with. And again, I go back to if you would have told me that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would have scored 12 points prior to the game, I would have said Packers win easy. I give I, I give more grief to the offense than I do the defense because the offense had numerous opportunities. Numerous opportunities, and she kind of choked it away. Didn't play real well. So numerous opportunities and didn't didn't get the job done. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you got something to say, by all means, go ahead and give us a shout. Again, 877-867-1670. You can find us. Uh, this one is from Scott. Scott says, uh, hey, unit, uh, I think the Packers are right on pace to get better each and every week. Let's see how they are in week 10, week 12, and week 17. Well, when you say right on pace, what does that mean? Give me, give me some specifics. You know, give me some specifics. Because when you say right on pace, I, I, what does what does that mean specifically? Does that mean that that you believe the offense is going to be scoring twenty seven points a game on average uh, by the end of the season? Does that mean that the offense is getting steadily better? I mean, right now, uh, what they're on pace for is if they lose a couple more wide receivers, is to to really be scrambling. You know, Christian Watson is a question mark. You know, Sammy Watkins is now down. You're bringing guys in that, you know, are making practice squads, but, you know, how good really are they in the long run? You got Samari Torre, Randall Cobb, Amari Rogers, who you don't really use as a wideout anyway, Al Lazard and Romeo Dobbs. Watson is, like I said, a question mark with the, with the hammy. So I, I don't, again, I'm not being facetious. I just don't know what you mean to be, say I'm right on pace. Defensively, playing pretty good. Playing pretty good. But the rest of it, I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Hey, um, I'm going to take a break before we do. Uh, they continue to make progress. Don't forget our friends at Stoley's Hog Alley right there in Oconomowoc in Summit to be technical. But right there, right off of the highway, you can see it. And uh, really good people. But the uh, renovation keeps coming along. Man, I can't wait for the grand reopening of that thing. I just can't as they are going to add that beautiful new addition, the upstairs deck, all of that getting done. They're expediting it. They're trying to get it done before the snow begins to fly. But it's going to be awesome. And don't forget, they're still open. So stop in and support our good small business owners, uh, Jeff and Alicia. And also they have Stoll's Old 109 up in Watertown, which is a really cool place, really cool place. Good music on the weekend and such. So check them out as well. Whether it's Stoley's Hog Alley or Stoll's Old 109, you cannot go wrong with the food or the hospitality at either place. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers coaching staff reviewed the video of Sunday night's win over the Buccaneers. Matt LaFleur says when it comes to special teams, they may have finally found some leaders to get the job done in Rudy Ford and defensive back Keyshawn Nixon. You guys can feel those guys getting down there, uh, both Keyshawn and Rudy. Guys are getting down there. They forced a lot of fair catches. I think five out of our seven punts 
were down within the 15-yard line. Obviously, Pat had an amazing day punting the football. The Packers' new punter, Pat O'Donnell, kept Tampa deep in their territory most of the game. Aaron Rodgers. To have Pat punt the way that he punted, and if Ford, you know, be around the ball almost every time. Keyshawn to catch the ball on the one-yard line. Onside kick recovery. Kind of a phantom. It looked like uh, running to the kicker penalty, but and to have it special teams is bare minimum breaking even, and today feel like we actually won the advantage that uh, that's nice. And besides special teams, Keyshawn Nixon also played on 47 snaps with the defense, replacing Jair Alexander, who left the game with a groin injury just six plays into the game. Nixon gave credit to Jerry Gray, the secondary coach, for helping him. I'm here to win, you know. Whatever they need, I'm going to do it like a you know, Swiss Army knife, you know. But play defense, special teams, whatever they need me to do, we're going to do. We get prepared really well during the week by Coach OG, Coach Jerry, Coach Gray. But, uh, yeah, man, preparation. They give us all the good looks to be ready to play. And no matter who you are, you it's a standard. Uh, you got to live with the standard. You got to play. You got to play. That's Packers defensive back Keyshawn Nixon. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Hey, uh, great stuff still going on, by the way. Great Lakes Dragaway. Great Lakes Dragaway still has some big events coming up. And so if you have not been there in a while, um, not, to, not to mention, I mean, their season's kind of winding down, but uh, they've got a lot of different stuff happening. And all you got to do is go to their schedule. Uh, just go to greatlakesdragaway.com. Greatlakesdragaway.com. See all the, uh, the uh, full schedule for the remainder of the year and all the future events and such. But uh, good stuff down at Great Lakes Dragway. They re-asphalted that thing, and it is a fast, fast quarter mile. Half mile, for that matter. But uh, And I've seen people actually get married down there at a drag strip. <laughs> Which is kind of cool, actually. But, uh, you know, if you're into that. But, yeah, they got all kinds of stuff going on down there. So they got Doc Halliday and such coming to town, Time Machine Nationals. Still coming up. They've got uh, they got it all. So uh, head down to Great Lakes Dragway. See uh, their website for all the details. 877-867-1670. So uh, coming up, I have not done the power rankings yet. I was going to, and I didn't get a chance to do it, so it's going to come up in the next hour. So stay tuned for that. We're going to do some power rankings coming up because I want to go off of uh, some of the things we discussed last week and let you know where things are, in my view anyway. Uh, ben may differ a little bit, but uh, we'll do some power rankings coming up here in just a little bit as well. But keep your eye on that. Keep your ear to that as well. Um, this one's from uh, Rick. Rick says, uh, hey, Bill, great to see you. Tomahawk, uh, love getting out and riding. There's not many days of that left. Rick, I agree with you. He says, uh, when it comes to the Milwaukee Brewers, I think it would be great if they just got into the postseason and had a shot at knocking off the St. Louis Cardinals. That is my hope. I have no more hope after that. I don't think they have enough to be able to beat the Dodgers or the Mets, for that matter. But he said, I would love to see them beat the Cardinals. Go, crew. He said, I'm going to be heading down to a couple of games in Fan Appreciation Day. That is Rick. Rick, appreciate it. Now, if it sets up that way, I'd be happy with that. Ben, I think we would all love to see the Brewers knock off the Cardinals. And if you ended your season in that fashion, that'd be great. So you could at least say, look. The Cardinals won the division, but ultimately the Brewers knocked them out of the playoffs, even though the Brewers didn't get to the NLCS. That would be the way to go. I'd live with that, right? Yeah, it also means you get some home playoff games advancing past that wild card round or whatever they call it these days. And, I right. mean, those matter. Like you've talked about, they make money from yeah. it. Yeah. 
Yep. They would make some cash from it. And it also helps when you start to, you know, think about, you know, marketing and such, and the brewers are relevant yet again, you know, so it just, it, it helps out. Uh, now there are people on the opposite side that says, well, it just puts money in the pocket or the, it lines the pockets of the owners and they don't spend it on talent and it's going to be wash, rinse, repeat. And, you know, okay, I understand that. I can't, I can't argue with that because it does ultimately make them money. You are 100% correct. But I still would like to see the Brewers make it to the postseason and then at the very least do a little damage. At the very least do, do a little damage. It'd be awesome. Be liking it a lot. Uh, 877-867-1670. Rick says, what about these changes that need to be made inside American Family Field? They're asking the taxpayers to pay. They haven't asked the taxpayers for that, Rick. It was merely a mention to say, hey, this could happen, but they there there is nothing right now on the docket that says taxpayers are paying for an expansion or paying for upgrades or such. I will say this, though. Okay, and this is what you have to ask yourself. I always ask myself, am I better off? I ask it with elections. I ask it with sports teams, franchises, arenas, and not because this is what we do for a living. I'm talking about just in general. I enjoy baseball games. I enjoy basketball games. I enjoy going to the hockey games. I enjoy college basketball, whether it's watching Marquette, whether it's going out to the Kohl Center and checking out the Badgers. I mean, I enjoy all of that. So when I ask myself about taxpayer dollars, it's what's reasonable within our situation? And what would the loss community-wise and or state-wise be? What will outweigh what? And that's always way, the way I kind of make my decision. You know, if, if the Brewers said, hey, you know, American Family Field's becoming antiquated. Let's think about a new stadium in 10 years. And, oh, by the way, we want this, this, and this. And it's going to be $2 billion dollars. No, no, because the money far outweighs the reward. But I think there is something to be said about having this ability, this franchise, this this co- statewide community, if you will, involved in the excitement of Brewers baseball. And let's be honest, they have remained relevant, right? So, but but no, Rick, to answer your question, no money has been asked for by the Brewers at all. It was something, it was a balloon that was floated to say we would like to get certain things done eventually. And this is about what it's going to cost. Could it go in that direction? It could, but they don't really want to do that. So, and we had Rick Schlesinger on uh, and talked about that. And he said, no, we, 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 it's just something that we're considering as far as the amenities to the field, to the stadium. And this is about what it's going to cost. It was floated out there that it could possibly be that way. But nothing has been asked for, just so we're clear on that, okay? And if there is, we'll address it. We'll address it at that time. But until then, nah, all good. So coming up in the next hour, we're going to talk about power rankings in the NFL and some of the better teams. we got three weeks now in the books, and we're not through a quarter of the season yet, but three weeks now in the books. Uh, things are at least to a certain extent separating. And you got to say, okay, are they for real or not? Or are the ones that are suffering, are they going to turn it around? Because I think there's some legitimacy to be asked. So I, we got all that coming up. Coming up in the next hour, final hour of the program. Man, today's flying by today. Man, 
Heck yeah, smoking. Good stuff. Good stuff. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Go to PaysBig.com. That's PaysBig.com to see all that they have to offer. And uh, coming up, don't forget about Wheel Spin Wednesdays happening tomorrow. You got to spin it to win it. Oh, yeah. Wheel Spin Wednesdays. Stop it tomorrow. You could score up to 10000 in Fires Keeper Club reward play. So go to uh, PaysBig.com to see all the information or to make a reservation at the hotel, which is beautiful. They have dining, all kinds of promotions down there, shows coming. Yeah, go to PaysBig.com, PaysBig.com. More of the Bill Michaels Show coming up right after this. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.